Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. Today, I am talking to Manny Sakanika, the founder of Armti Skincare, spelt A-R-E-M-T-I. And Manny is a professional dancer and actor, and he's worked in the entertainment industry for many years. And so he knows how important it is to look and feel good. And you'll currently find him on stage in London in the show Magic Mike, where he plays the lead role of Mike. But today we're going to focus on RMT Skincare, and he's going to explain all the benefits of the vegan products and what it takes to get a brand off the ground, etc. So my audio is a little bit on the quiet side. I'm still experiencing some tech issues. Hopefully that'll be sorted out soon. Thanks for bearing with me. But Manny's audio comes through crystal clear, and here he is in his own words to describe RMT Skincare. So my name is Manny Takanika. I'm a dancer, actor, performer, currently in Magic Mike Live, uh, London. And um, RMT is a new men's premium skincare brand um, founded by myself. And I would best describe it as, well, what I'd like to describe it as hopefully the best premium skincare on the market, up and coming. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you won that title. That's fine. You can brag a bit. We're working, to, we're, work, we're working towards it. We'll get there. So, well, how did you get here to start with? How did you get the, the brand off the ground and maybe just the, the founding steps? So, uh, the brand for me is quite a personal journey. It's, a, it's, a, it's been a long um, journey to get here. It's been a, a complicated, uh, full of ups and downs. I founded the brand because of a personal tragedy of mine. I lost my sister, uh, my younger sister, back in 2019, um, suddenly. And um, she was a makeup artist. And working uh, also in the performing arts industry uh, on, on the other side. So I was obviously in front of the camera. She was sort of behind the camera. And we spoke about sort of, you know, creating a brand that... Um, for the people and kind of what 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 is missing out on the market at the minute and we looked and noticed that the, obviously the women's market is consumed with so many different brands and and you know um you know different avenues and all these kind of things but we looked at more focused at, at the men's market and realized that there wasn't really sort of um a brand out there that kind of was really true to like everything that they're putting out and we wanted to make something so uh, authentic with natural ingredients um, and also like kind of give people an experience, uh, sorry, an experience whilst using uh, other products. So that's how RMT was founded. So did you have any so, experience in skincare before embarking on this? Um, no, I didn't. Mm. Uh, and it's been, it's been a new thing for me as well, discovering, you know, it's, it's actually really about self-care. Right. And actually, you know, taking my personal tragedy and then looking at the mental side and mental health side of things. And again, upon reflection, using that as self-care. So in dealing with my own sort of uh, trauma, uh, you kind of unfold things and, and discover that self-care is super important in your day-to-day -day life. And taking time out for yourself is, um, is a really important factor, I think. So where, whereabouts are you from? originally uh, so i was born in greece um grew up in cambridge and then now i'm based in london oh cool whereabouts in cambridge so, yeah uh do you know cambridge well 
Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Quite in the, it, right, yeah, right in the center of Cambridge, uh, right by the river. Ah, right, nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you do any of the the boating tours? Any of the punting? I've done plenty of punting down there. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've been down there a few times. Yeah, I've had to check it out. Yeah, it's really nice. Though. It's really nice. So if anyone wants to go down there, it's uh, it's really nice, especially summer. Oh, I was about to say yeah. I mean, the Cambridge is a city for the summer, and it's so beautiful when you do the punting on the river. You go up and down, and but the the pubs are all kind of set out and catered to having their beer gardens by the river. Exactly. Yeah, they know what they're doing. And if if you get a tour guide, I mean, you can do it where you can just go out with your your missus or whatnot and make a romantic thing. But I do recommend getting the tour guide because they give you all the stories of the bridges. And so you have like the mathematical bridge, which is a bridge that hasn't got any bolts or screws. It's just kind of wedged together and sits together in like harmony. You've got the uh, the bridge that you can fight to the death on legally. Uh, you've got to get a warrant by the Queen. <laughs> the Queen's <laughs> off on it, but it's the only place in the UK where if you want to have a, a ruck, then you can have that on that bridge. And, yeah. and then you've got the bridge, like the, uh, the bridge of size. It's not called that, but it's like one that they designed based on the Venice one. So you've got like a little boutique one of that as well. Yeah, yeah there's tons of history there. There's tons of history. Anyway, but let's get back to Andy. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, that's no, fine. fine. So how did you get around to raising the, the capital for the, for the brand? Um, to be honest, a lot of it was, um, well, actually all of it was self-funded. I, uh, I threw hard work, I'd say. So like... Uh, so obviously, from through pursuing my career and uh, making a, a career for myself, I obviously, you know, that's how I've, I've managed to take my money and fund uh, a, a different project that I, I strongly believe in, and yeah, take a different direction as well as the kind of the one that I'm on as well. Right. And so, I mean, when you when you say you self funded it, did you have like a budget in mind, or did it kind of spiral out of control? I mean, how much are we talking about here to get? something like this off the ground um without going into too much detail i don't want to give exact figures but uh it, i'd say it was it, a good amount of money it was it, do you know what it, to be honest the main thing about it was um just being uh smart just kind of like uh you know choosing making decisions and choosing you know what i wanted to do with my money and and how i wanted to put it into something else i always knew i wanted to put it into something else um, and create something, just something to, so like more people can experience. T- I can touch more people in in different ways. I feel like I have a good connection in terms of my career and like you know changing like uh, people's lives and like you know um, giving them an experience. I just wanted to elevate that in a different sort of direction as well. So I mean, talk about the the products. What are, what are the main <laughs> selling points? What are people going to be experiencing when they try these products? To be honest, the, the, all of our, well, they're vegan, uh, cruelty-free, made in the UK, 100% natural. Um, it's basically, it is what it says. Like, there's no sort of, um, all the uh, products are fragrances with essential oils, so there are no artificial fragrances. Um, and I just think that because our skincare is so... Um, the quality of the ingredients is so good. I think that, you know, as a skin being the largest, largest organ on your body, it's super important. Whatever you put in kind of seeps through to your body and, and kind of, you know, it, it just works hand in hand like that. 
So whatever you eat, whatever you put on yourself, you know, whatever you consume and how you live your life is is sort of goes with that. And so like vegan products, I mean, how how come like all skincare brands aren't vegan? <laughs> is, is it is it a cost thing in terms of like getting well, I, I, a quality thing? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like they should be, to be honest. Mm. I don't know why they're not. Um, especially in this day and age, you know, I feel like it's moving in that kind of direction. I think maybe it's a cost thing in some some areas. I, I'm not sure, especially like with the brands that are already quite established. I feel like they should be paving the way rather than kind of looking back and re- seeing what all the new brands are doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is an interesting thing. But I feel like if they're not going to lead the way, then I feel like it, it's, you know, it, it's sort of, our responsibility as new companies to 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 pave the way yeah well it's i guess uh to make a parallel it's the kind of when you're in the fashion world uh, you hear all these stories about the big monolith industries you know the primarks the zaras and how hard it is for them to implement sustainability practices when it would have to start from kind of the ground upwards when you when you have yeah. like the bigger the ship the harder it is to turn around right when you're a exactly. independent boat then you can kind of you can be the master of your own journey as it were but uh, i totally agree i totally agree i understand that it's probably harder for them because they are more established mm. but i think that for, for us as a brand we 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 wanted to start off on the right foot and then continue that way we didn't want to get to the point where we were you know, like some of the other brands and, and have to start changing things. We wanted to just be authentic from the get-go. Yeah. And so how big is the brand now is in terms of personnel working for you? How do you measure how big a brand is? In terms of uh, like in employment, I mean, is, is it just you kind of? Uh, are you uh, to be honest, uh, okay. So, so, so um, at the minute, it's a, it's a small team. Um, I outsource a lot of, I outsource, sorry, a lot of, um, uh, roles and, and jobs that need to get done. Um, uh, but it's growing and it does grow sort of every week, every month. Um, and we've only been running since the end of November, 2021. Oh, wow. Oh boy. So, so we're super new. <laughs> and what was it like trying to get this, this project off the ground when the world is on fire around you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute carnage. I, I don't even know. Kind of looking back, I don't even know how I navigated half of it. I, um, it was tough. I, I can't lie. It was very tough. Um, there was a lot obviously happening during the pandemic. And I mean, to be honest, it was an obscene time to try and start a, a, a new business and a new skincare brand. But looking back, you know, I, I felt like I used my time as wisely as I could. And, and here we are now having a conversation about it. Yeah. Most people I've spoke to where they've started a brand during the last couple of years, it's more the more Brexit than it is the pandemic about how you'd have to, like, for example, if people are importing parts from different parts of Europe, you know, having to deal with all the, the bureaucracy and the red tape of getting stuff through and various taxes and whatnot. Did you have to experience any of that with the ingredients? No, to be honest, everything is sourced here. Everything oh, is made nice. here. Like, every, everything's like, it's, it's UK based. It's, it's, there's nothing going in and out like that. So that's why for us, it was, we're very much on home soil here and we're, we're making it all from here. Uh, that's really cool. I bet that's, and was that a conscious choice in the beginning or was it because it's easier to do post Brexit? No, no, no. That was a conscious 
post from the beginning. Right. I felt like if I, if I want people in the UK to use it, I feel like I, I, it should be from here, you know, and then from there, grow it out to, to everyone else. So nice. that, that, that's kind of how I saw it. And so how do you kind of balance the work-life relationship with this? I mean, you mentioned, or maybe it was me that mentioned you, you're also in the, on the stage right now doing Magic Mike and, and all that sort of stuff. So how much time do you get to allocate to, to this project? Um, I, I'm just one person. I've only got 24 hours in the day like everyone else. But like uh, my 24 hours are quite full, I say. I, I just I just have to just balance it whenever I can. Um, so usually my days up until I work are delegated to RMT and pushing that and, and you know, creating the brand and, and, you know, making decisions and figuring out what's next. And then my evenings are consumed by work and, you know, at Magic Mike performing and, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, I'd say late nights, early mornings. And uh, I don't know. You just you just make it work. So, what time do you have to leave the house to go to stage? Um, so I don't have to leave here until about maybe like half four or five. Right. So there's no afternoon matinee. Is it just one evening show? No, we have. So we do ten performances a week. Um, one on Wednesday, and then two Thursday, two Friday, three on Saturday, two three Sunday. on Saturday. Three on Saturday, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's intense, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's not like you're there reading Shakespeare either, right? I mean, forgive me, I haven't been to Magic Mike, but I have seen the film. I imagine there's quite a bit of dancing and moving going around. So it's very athletic, yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of work. It's it's very intense. It's it's very hard. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's tiring. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> and you, and so you, do you play Mike in the show? Is that right? Yes, I play Mike. Yeah, I'm playing Mike in the show. Yeah. Okay. And so you, so all eyeballs are on you, really, for you know. Well, I'd say we're, we're all the collectors. We're all, we're all, uh, um, we're all. Uh, I say we're all Mikes. Right. Right. Well, it's a massive. <laughs> it's a massive show. I mean, even today, I was I was uh, on the tube around London, and just the posters everywhere for it. Uh, I, I do like the the tagline, by the way. Don't come for the costumes. I think that's quite. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I mean, it, it, they're not wrong. It's, you know, but the costumes are great, though. Uh, and is it a musical? Because I don't think the film was a musical, was it? No, I, I wouldn't. I think it's. I wouldn't say it's a musical as such. I think it's a. Uh, it's in its own box. It, that's how I'd best describe it. I'd best describe it as uh, something for everyone. So we have there's people dancing, of course. There are um, aerialists. There are uh, people singing. There is you know an abundance of creativity and performing skills and did you ever have anyone from the the film turn up to any of the shows have you had any of the stars come down uh, like matthew mcconaughey i think Channing tatum and um we, we haven't had matthew mcconaughey come down but if he listens to this by any chance come down we'd love to have we'd love to have you yeah. Love him. Um, <laughs> yeah that's great right but, but yeah exactly yeah um no we had chan come down quite recently actually and oh, wow. uh Show, show the guys in London some love, That's fantastic. Um, which is good. Yeah, it's always good to have them down. Well, 
I'd imagined if you ever, if you're chaining Tatum and you ever need an ego boost or just like have your ego massaged in any way, turning up to one of the shows that, you know, has really propelled your career like no other. I mean, you're not going to be not noticed in the audience. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. Game, right? No, he, he likes to get involved as well. Like, he'll come up on stage and like, you know, he wants to get involved with the guys. That's that's really cool. I mean, did did he do, do a cameo or anything? Did he do anything impromptu? Yeah, yeah. He he introduced the show. He uh, uh, he he got with, he was he introduced the show to the audience. He came out, said hello, what's up, enjoy the show, and uh, kind of just uh, gave it like a boost. Oh, nice, nice. That's really cool. I mean, so if yeah. you're doing like ten shows a week, do you even have to work out, or is this? the workout for you do you know what i mean is this your your cardio do you have to do any like extra like weights or anything like that um <laughs> i i guess you could say the show kind of keeps me in shape right um uh i do go to the gym every now and then i try and go as much as i can but to be honest the show kind of keeps me in shape yeah. um i just eat well um try and get as much rest as i can and just look after my body as best as i can really and I guess the crazy thing for you would be to actually have the sleep in kind of work the sleep in to have a routine around that, right? Because you can't be coming home. And even if you are coming home, like, I don't know, at a reasonable hour, you'll still be wired from the show, right? So you, your brain's kind of still in show mode and it can't, you can't just come home and go straight to bed. Cause I, I know from working in, in a bar in a very, very, very busy bar, you know, you'd work till like two or three in the morning, you come home and then that would be it. Your mind would just be constantly buzzing. So uh, I guess that's one of the main uh, hindrances for you. Yeah, it is. I, um, it, it, it's tough to unwind, uh, especially in the evening, but I try and channel that into something positive or like, uh, you know, uh, maybe like if there's some bits I need to get done before the next day starts or maybe just like, maybe just watch a bit of TV before bed and just sort of unwind. But yeah, you're right. It's super your mind just goes kind of crazy yeah. and you're just sort of like you know up at night like whoa well i haven't been down to see the magic mike show but i will certainly uh, get down to see it because uh, I'm, I'm due a night out with the missus i'm sure she'd enjoy it yeah, <laughs> <please do. laughs> yeah. <laughs> well listen um what's next for auntie i mean uh, swiftly changing gears have you got any plans uh, to bring out any new product ranges have you got any expansions in mind what's next yeah um loads loads to be honest uh big visions for rmt uh, big aspirations um some new products coming out um some really good cool partnerships coming up as well and just like just kind of elevating it continuously and and getting it out there to everyone else who hasn't heard about it and and getting them to try it and and you know see see what they think um, I was going to ask about the moisturizer as well because I mean I'm about to go buy a batch of moisturizer. Should moisturizer? Well, maybe tell me about your moisturizer first. What's what's the the key elements? Um, so we have three moisturizers: uh, normal, dry, and oily. Mm. Um, and each one is kind of suited within the ingredients for your skin. So the ingredients are specifically kind of dedicated for that specific skin type. So we've uh, really kind of honed in, and that's why I, I emphasize how important the ingredients are because they really kind of like 
help to like elevate your you know skin complexion and and you know brighten up your skin because i like the sound of some of the stuff going on in 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 the soap bars especially like the green tea uh poppy seeds so like these are all kind of they sound quite exotic to me and i think those those are sort of ingredients that i gravitate towards yeah it's all i feel like it's all relatable ingredients as well like uh like you said like the green tea like you know you've heard of green tea it's like a detoxing kind of uh, a drink that people would have so then we you know we brought along the detoxing kind of soap so you kind of get the same sort of element you're just rubbing it on your skin instead of drinking it if that makes sense yeah no it sounds like something i'd put in a smoothie <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe i wouldn't suggest maybe the, the soap i mean you could but do you have a, a hand in any of the branding at all or is or is that its own separate brand? well that Actually, no, no, I did, I did. Uh, I, I designed the branding, and and the reason that it's is so minimal is because we, we the brand's not supposed to be this thing that you know it's like sparkly and it, all the jazz up the front. Like it very, it, it just is what it is. You know, it's 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 a very clean, well put together product that you know it doesn't need all the jazz and and fancy stuff around it because the ingredients are the things that are really important about it. And that's in the bottle and in the jars and you know in the boxes. Yeah, well, it looks pretty cool, and I, I encourage people to check it out. And in the meantime, thanks again, Manny. Great talking to you. Best of luck with the project. Thank you so much. And, and uh, continued success. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Menswear Style podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear content and email info at menswearstyle.co.uk if you would like to be a future guest on the show. Finally, please help support the show by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Until next time.